Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome back. Synchronicity podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Nicole. And we're still on our chakra escapade. Yes. Um, housekeeping. Cleaning. House cleaning. <laughs> Are we cleaning the house of anything? Um, let's see. We've got September uh, group container. So We've got microdosing.buzz article coming out in the next couple weeks and then in September we've got an article and a newsletter coming out in psychedelics today and then uh, we've also got a podcast coming out we were featured on soul families podcast if you haven't checked her out um, Carolina go check her out she's great Um, so lots of things coming up and hopefully more as we go along things are things are happening we're so mo- moving right along and we're working on the third chakra today which is the solar plexus yes the solar plexus the world of disassociation control if you have control problems this is your problem yes <laughs> um and it identifies with the ego it's a huge part of the ego makes sense yeah control yep. ego yep And usually it develops around 18 months to four years old. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's not any science on this. This is just collected information. Yes, of what the theories are of when the soul drops into the body. Better science. Yes, if you guys want to learn more about that, I would definitely look at reading the book of the the, um, Taoist, Book Book of the Dead. It is definitely one of the... um, key elements in understanding souls and stuff like that its element is fire its purpose is transformation yes uh it is one of our main energy fields if you're a projector your solar plexus are going to be jacked up because this is where other people's emotions comes in through so one of the things i've been able to do as a projector is my emotions come in through my heart and my head other people's come in through my solar plexus and uh I actually had a really crazy experience with an ex-boyfriend in France uh, a couple weeks ago where he was he was shooting some really nasty energy towards me and I actually realized that I had my hands over my solar plexus because I was actually trying to protect my energetic field from absorbing his. Um, so just empaths and projectors realize you usually have digestive problems because it's other people's emotions coming in through your solar plexus. So... Yeah, and just it, kind of a it also something to be aware of. A lot of times, um, people that struggle with eating disorders, mm-hmm. digestive digestive issues, hyperglycemia, mm-hmm. diabetes, chronic mm-hmm. fatigue, hypertension, any disorders in the stomach, pancreas, gallbladder, or liver, are going to be blocks in your in your solar plex. Yeah, and if you hear that, like, grinding in the background, our Dalmatian's eating a bone. Yes. you know, she cannot be separated from From her. She's got a little bit of attachment anxiety issues, so we've been really trying to, like, work through separation. Does does she have attachment issues, or do you? Um, (laughs) Can I plead the fifth? That's anyway, not fair. I feel very called out. It's fine. anyways, so yes, that that is that is Shiloh in the background. I do my best to edit her out, especially if she barks and stuff. But um, sometimes we pick up a little bit in the studio. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so going back to our lovely solar plexus. So that's how they manifest physically. Now, I would say that 
even if you are having any issues with like low energy or like weakness, you're finding yourself that like people can very easily manipulate you. Um, even just having like really poor self-discipline and follow through. So lack of boundaries with self again, you know, here we go. Boundaries. It's all the lower chakras. All the damn boundaries. Um, you're really cold emotionally and physically. Like those are also things how you can, they can manifest. So look into, you know, kind of explore those and tap into them. Our theory, you know, and Eastern theory, it's that physical ailments are signs that your energy fields are they're struggling there's something wrong or there's a block and we don't always run actually i will be very honest we do not run to western medicine we usually work a lot with massage energy healers usually i don't remember the last time i was at the doctor yeah usually the ailments will subside now mind you i don't have diabetes or anything like that so you know if you're type 1 diabetic disclaimer (laughs) We do understand well, that is like something course. you are born with. Well, yeah, you're so. born with, but you know, there are options to anything and it doesn't mean you shouldn't go to a doctor. It just means like, you know, diet, exercise, everything goes back to those kinds of things, but it also goes back to energy centers in the body. You know, a lot of times when you're born with a disease, it's actually, you know, as we believe, you don't have to believe the same thing, but you know, it's usually trauma from a past life you're coming in with. So Um, you know, you'll see in like past life regressions, a lot of times, like if, um, somebody's born with a like disfigured arm or something that they cut off somebody else's in a past life. Right. And we're actually moving through an age where karma isn't going to exist anymore. Um, but for now until, you know, that time comes, but it's quite interesting and that all goes back to these philosophies, but you can still balance the chakras, even if you're coming in, cause we're all coming in with karma from past lives. Um, or again, that's our belief. You don't have to believe that, but, um, you know, balancing, figuring out where, cause we all have imbalances and that's why we get sick. If you ever notice when you get sick, it'll be in the same parts of the body. So you either have digestive problems or you have lung problems. Like I knew the blocks were mainly in my heart chakra because I'd always get bronchitis and stuff like that. And that's actually the next chakra. And we'll talk more about that, but you'll notice you get sick like people that have like migraines and stuff like that that's all third eye stuff so it's um you start to realize how powerful these energy centers are and when they become balanced you don't get sick so right and we can talk about that like when the third eye and the crown when we get into that even the throat because i was a migraine sufferer for a long time and i still um i still suffer from them but very very i mean they're very rare now compared to what they used to be but this the solar plexus also you know a lot of the trauma around them is from simply the fact that there's a lot of like a lot of like childhood stuff a lot of it is from in um age inappropriate responsibilities so when children had to grow up really fast a lot of that damage was done to the solar plexus and I, i say damage because i think that like damage can be repaired and i you know a lot of people will say, oh, well, you know, trauma can't be fixed. Well, trauma can be fixed. It can be healed. But you have to recognize the trauma first. And, you know, if there's was shame or you lived in a very, like, dominating household where as a child you were kind of muted or you weren't able to express or you weren't able to, like, be yourself and you were overly responsible, maybe a parent wasn't there and you had to step in, Um, this is where your solar plexus will probably have some pretty good damage. And it's not 
it's not unrepairable. It's definitely fixed. You can fix it with restructuring your life and removing into understanding and what it is and, and being aware of it. Well, I mean, it's like the wounds we were talking about. And then, I mean, I think that all trauma just comes from like not trusting yourself because right. your parents, when they're traumatized, teach you not to trust yourself. And then that creates trauma in the body. I mean, everything, everything comes back to you, how you treat yourself, whether you trust yourself or not. Um, how in tune you are with your, uh, you know, your nervous system and stuff like that. It's, you know, the, the mind thinks, but the body knows. And that's what we have to get back to. And we've said this before, but when you have a distrust in the body, you know, it's like people are so, this is, this is the big dissociation one too. When you're dissociated with your body, you don't have that knowing. And it's like, I know when I'm sick. I know when there's something wrong with my body or that I'm not treating it right or anything like that because I've gotten more and more in tune with it. People have no idea. I mean, they're like, la, 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 la. They have no idea. I mean, it's like, (laughs) it reminds me of that show. I didn't know I was pregnant. I'm like, how the fuck are these women so dissociated from their bodies? (laughs) I remember watching that show when I was like in college. But I, I mean, it's like, that's dissociation. How do you not know? I mean, I know from so many I used to not be conscious right it's like I would not know when my period was coming I'd be like whoa what the hell now it's like I know exactly because of what's going on with my body and you can feel it but a lot of people just are so dissociated and they're so brainwashed by western medicine to not be in touch and not have a knowing when there's something wrong or something right or whatever your body knows and um You know, this is a big one for like intuition and stuff like that. And again, being able to connect with others, empathy. Nicole was talking about that coldness. If this is not balanced, you actually can't show up and hold space for other people. And that's kind of what I was referring to when I started holding my solar plexus. It was like this person was, it was very hateful. And it was like, whoa, you know, I could feel it in my body. And it's funny because my mind was thinking like oh well I deserve this and da 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 like you know I did him wrong so many years ago and blah 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 blah. but my body was not receiving it and it's like it took my body to kind of drop me out of my mind and be like you know what I'm I'm here to apologize to him and if he can't receive that and is hateful like I don't need to be here and that's the thing it's like it comes back to that self-love like we don't need to punish ourselves for mistakes we made in the past like I do believe in making amends and trying to make things right if you can but if that person's not able to receive then just walk away it's not for you to make somebody receive something if you try then you forgive yourself and you move on and they're not conscious enough to be a part of that because there shouldn't be hateful energy and you shouldn't deserve something. Guilt is a made-up emotion. If you feel guilty about stuff, that's programming. That's not a natural state of mind. Guilt is a bunch of bullshit. It's made up. Get over it. Walk away. That's programming. So, you know, just starting to reframe things. But it's my body that has really helped shift my mind. Um, you know, and we work a lot of this in our program of like TFAR and it's like, you can't help the circumstance. Again, I couldn't help the circumstance of like how he was receiving things, but I could help like what thought process I chose to go through and my body helped drop me into the right thought process. And that's that what we're, I don't do it perfectly, but like, that's what we're looking for is that unity of mind and body where you're finding, you know, 
um, this balance and to where they're working together and they're on the same page. And it happens uh, more and more as you get more and more aware of where your traumas are and stuff like this. So, well, that's a good example of your balance characteristics, though, because when you're able to have a sense of your personal power, that means you have a balance chakra. Right. Like that is one big thing with this. <clears throat> with solar plexus is like when you're confident, you have warmth, you have balance in your ego strength versus like good self-esteem. Like we talk a lot about the ego and like I have been recently um, I was having this conversation with Meg the other day and all this like huge thing right now in the psychedelic world is like this massive ego death and I'm like really actually against it I'm super against an ego death I think that there is a place for the ego and all these people are like I want to kill my ego I want to kill my ego and I'm like but you don't want to kill your ego if you if you kill the ego then you kill everything that you are but if you separate the ego from the personality then you're able to actually say okay I understand I get who I am I get my place as my ego but I also need my ego And when you're using psychedelics, all these people are on this like massive journey to kill the ego. And it's like, it's not good. We want to have ourself, ourself and the ego and they need to go together. But if you have that, you actually have very balanced solar plexus. Well, ego is like your personality, right? It's what makes you, you and what makes you unique. So it's being, it's awareness of the ego. Like that's what we're going for. We're not making decisions based off the ego, but if we didn't have an ego, there really wouldn't be a lot of like drive or ambition or things like that. The ego is part of what like makes us human. So what psychedelics essentially do is that default mode network, when it sends that into chaos and scrambles it, what it's actually doing, right? Because the default mode system, um, network is actually where the ego lives. It separates soul from ego and you're no longer having your ego run you so there's this um you know and that's not proven that's just like my theory on what happens because I'm very aware of where my ego sits and I don't want to destroy her I just want to be aware enough of her that I can make decisions based off of my higher self and not off of what makes my ego feel good and it becomes very very apparent uh, when you're doing psychedelics and you are coming back and everything like that because that drive and that essence of being human is very much a part of the ego. Right. So the whole ego death, I mean, I guess you're kind of going through a death when you can actually recognize the ego. So I guess you could call it a death, but the idea of not having ego at all is what is not great to think about. You definitely no. want to have ego. Well, and then, like, if, if we talked about, like, obviously, we talked about the deficiencies and how it physically manifests, but if you have excessive issues in the solar plexus, you're going to have massive ego. Like, you're going to have aggression, dominating, controlling. This is ramrod Remington. Yes. This is, like, manipulative, uh, power-hungry, super, like, they throw temper tantrums, they're violent, they're super stubborn. Um, a lot of times they can come across as being, like, they're very seductive like or you're attracted to very seductive people when there's like an excessive amounts of this so you know it's it's all about ebb and flow right it's all about balance and like even when you're heavily competitive like overly competitive there is an imbalance in the solar plexus so you've got the yin and the yang of like obviously you've got to find this like balance of it but really just finding that 
what works best for you and the efficiency and like being able to like meet yourself in the middle and being like okay this is way too much ego we got to tone it back a little bit got to like rail it in here and you know really good a really good practice i know that we have talked about hatha and vinyasa in two previous um in the two previous podcasts but kundalini is great for your solar plexus because it's a lot of breath work it's all working in the lower abdomen and your solar plexus sit in your like belly button area so kundalini is great to like what it really does is pull a lot of that like excessive heat like up and out and so it gives you that more confidence and that like self-control because you're having to understand your breath are the solar plexus right like right but that's where you do all of the like that diaphragm area they sit like well my belly button is really high because i have a really high so i was like okay so it's like in your like i would say it's like in between your ribs yeah but that's where okay so for some people there might be well, that it really it really depends on what you <laughs> yes yeah but so like i was saying is kundalini and breath work is really good for this because you're working really in the diaphragm when you're doing breath work you have to be very aware of your breath you have to be in your body you have to be very associated with what is happening so you literally you can't do breath work and be disassociated at the same time it just doesn't work um you know a lot of like working that core area so even in the sense of just grounding and like deep relaxation of just being in the body will allow for you to create balance and start healing the solar plexus area and like rebalancing the energy. I think this is the humility chakra. It's like, oh God, it really if is. you are humble, then your solar plexus are balanced. It's like you have a healthy relationship between soul and ego and like where you're at, where you want to be. There's any time. So, there's actually a lot of our archetypes that fit into this because control control is like trying to seduce somebody trying to like that's like dominating doris and guarded georgia and all sorts of stuff so uh i really enjoy connecting them because i'm like oh who who has a block here control <laughs> and i see this a lot this is a huge huge issue in our society of people trying to control one another and you see it a lot in relationships when people like belittle one another and they're like, no, that's not how you do it. And they get upset that their partner's not doing it how they would do it. And, um, you know, it's it's emasculating to men and it's a pretty much abusive to women. So, you know, abusive, but abusive on both sides. You know, we should honor and support our partners. And even if you could see something that they could do better, you know, it's it's, you know, would you mind doing it this way? It's not a like controlling like you're doing it wrong like nobody likes to be talked to like that so no no one no one um yeah so anyway um anything else we want to add to that yeah so remember that this is the fire element so if you're doing affirmations or you're doing mantras when you're working with this remember the fire within me burns through all blocks and fears and so this allows for you to be in it and be able to heal it so I think we're good for today. And our next one we're doing is going to be... Next is the heart. The heart chakra, which is our favorite. I'm so excited. I love the heart chakra. Oh, it's a big one. It's, 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 it's a lot of people have a lot of issues with it, but I well, love I think talking about it. Most people have a lot of issues with it. Yes. So. Anyway, this is Synchronicity. Synchronicity222.com. Look us up on Instagram. Synchronicity222. And we will see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.